0: Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. This is not an additional Monday to Friday passage. I've got this new section. I'm calling it Walking the Way on Sunday. When Walking the Way first started, one of the things that I used to do was I used to do a commentary on some Bible verses. And unfortunately, due to time constraints and pressures of ministry, I had to find another way of bringing scripture into people's lives. So we decided to go with a Bible reading and some prayers, more of a standard devotional. But a couple of people have said they really miss those those conversations about Scripture and and those commentaries that I used to do. So I got thinking about it. And what I got thinking and decided to do was actually the best commentary that I can do is my Sunday sermon. I am a Methodist minister. I serve as a, a pastor, as a minister for a couple of churches in West Yorkshire. So possibly that will be changing in the near future. And every Sunday I sit down. And I prepare a service. Trust me, it is usually Sunday morning. And I thought, actually, that would be a really good thing to share with people. And I'd really appreciate your comments and your thoughts. So my prayer, my prayer for us and my prayer for you, is that the words that I speak, the meditations of my heart, will be used by God to encourage you to live your life to the full. Amen. Let's pray quickly, shall we? Loving God, may the words of our hearts and the meditations of our minds bring you great joy. Open up your word to us, Lord. Reveal yourself. Through the scriptures. Amen. I don't know how many of you were here for the annual church meeting. Um, but you'll recall at the end, if you were here, that at the end of it, Andrew did a very good presentation on what our vision day was going to be. Um, and we, we talked about how the process went through and you were all given a vision day card. This isn't what you were given, by the way. This is one of the original kind of concept ideas. Um, Hopefully you'll all still have them somewhere. Um, And we came to the conclusion that, as a result of that vision day, that our vision statement, sorry that sounds very grandiose, would be our vision is to be a church that welcomes all who meets for worship, prayer and fellowship. And we exist to share the light of Christ with our community by our service and sharing of the good news of Jesus. And then on the back of this, there were some things that we would committed ourselves to do, both as a church leadership team, but also as a church. And as I look at this, I'm struck by that the first three involve prayer. And the dates, as Andrew said, are kind of slightly skewed. We've had to push them back a couple of months. But we said we would implement prayer boards in both downstairs rooms and in the entrance. Uh, we would offer prayer following services, anybody who wants it, that would be from, hopefully from September onwards, um, and we would offer training for people who wanted to pray for others. And you also remember that a fortnight ago, I gave this sheet out, um, so that people would be able to pray for various parts of our church community. Um... There are still spaces for people to put their names on, if you haven't yet. And as I had a look at it over the, during the week when I was here on Friday. And I picked it up and I thought, oh, there's lots of space there. And I started to think about why it wasn't as full as I'd hoped. And there were, there were a number of reasons that came to mind. Firstly, there are still lots of people away. You look at our numbers here. And there are lots of people who are away enjoying their holidays. Um, There will no doubt be some in our congregation who kind of think, well, what's the point? But there are a couple of other things that came to me while I was thinking about this. Firstly, is that sometimes people don't know what to pray. It's very easy to put a prayer list up and say, please pray for people. But if you actually, if all you want to, you know, if you put your name down and you're going to pray for our young people, you can say, Lord, bless our young people so many times before it actually gets deathly boring. Because I'm not sure that for many of us, we actually know what to pray. And there is something else that if you don't pray regularly, that prayer is actually quite intimidating. This thing that prayer is, you know, I said... At um, I think it was St. Andrew's last week, I said, you know, we need to pray more. And one of the ladies at St. Andrew's came up to me and said, I'd love to pray more, but I actually find prayer quite intimidating, partly because I don't know what to pray, and partly because the church makes such a big deal about it. <coughs> so I thought it would be good for us to spend some time looking at what prayer is and what it means to pray. And I want to start by saying something that you've probably heard lots of times before, but it's worth it's worth repeating again. Prayer works. I am of the belief that prayer works. And I know that prayer works because I've been in positions where I've seen prayer work. I've seen people healed. I've seen people have amazing things happen to them as a result of prayer. I've been on the receiving end of prayer in my own life. When I worked for Youth for Christ, I was about halfway through the time when you, my, my time for Youth for Christ... And manager came to me and I said, Ray, you've got about two weeks' worth of funding left. If you don't go, that's it. We're going to terminate your contract. You're going home. I don't think I've ever prayed so hard in my life as I did over those couple of days. Needless to say, I didn't get the phone call from Human Resources saying, we haven't got the money, please go home. Until a month later when I actually bumped into Sally, who was a Human Resources manager, and I said, why am I still here? I said, oh, didn't someone tell you? And I went, no. I said, oh, um, your funding for the next 18 months has been secured. It was an anonymous donation that came through the post. Prayer works. And so today and over the next couple of weeks, what I'd like to look at is what prayer is and what does it mean for us to be a praying community. So let's start with what is prayer, shall we? Let's look briefly at what prayer is. Firstly, let me say that to be a Christian is to pray. It's part of our DNA. It's part of who we are. You know, when that that, that Bible reading that we had from Paul, uh, for, to, from the letter, the letter of Paul to Timothy, is the start of a section about worship in church. And as I was reading that, and I looked at the, the verses and context, as every good preacher should. I began to realize that actually what Paul was saying is that everything we do in worship is based on the fact that it starts with prayer. I urge you then, first of all, this is Paul Paul writing to Timothy, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. And as I say it again, Paul is making the point to Timothy that Prayer is the foundation of all worship. And as Christians, we are called by God to serve and worship God. And that means prayer is the very basis of our relationship with God. But prayer is more than just simply a litany of requests. It's more than just going down on our knees and saying the words and going through the motions. Because prayer is also about taking a step of faith. The moment we say a prayer, we take a big step in faith. Whether it be for the weather, for good weather, I guarantee you those sort of prayers don't usually work. Um, whether it's for a successful ashes result in the cricket, whether it's someone praying for someone who's struggling or prayers for a better world, the moment we start to say a prayer, we, we take a step in faith, Daring to believe that God can make a difference. You know, the International Children's Bible has translated that first verse of Hebrews. If Jo was here, she'd be really happy because she loves the International Children's Bible. Um, But it translates that verse in Hebrew. It says, faith means being sure of the things we hope for. And faith means knowing that something is real even when we do not see it. I'll say it again. Faith means being sure of the things we hope for. And faith means knowing that something is real, even if we do not see it. We step out in faith every time we open our mouth, believing that God is doing something. Being sure that things will change. And some of you are probably thinking, but what about all the times that I've prayed and nothing's happened? Or it's not gone the way I wanted? Or... The exact opposite has happened. They are valid questions. Very valid questions. And sometimes, just sometimes, there are no answers. But there are maybe times when actually, no not getting an answer or not getting what we want is actually God's answer. No is still a valid answer. We may not like that answer, But the fact that God says no doesn't mean he hasn't heard or answered our prayer. And it may be that God is saying no at this particular point because he has something better in mind for you. I know of a case of a young man who prayed for a job with a Christian organization. It's not who I think some people are thinking of. Um, He applied. He got turned down. So he got a normal day-to-day job. He was working in retail. But he found, actually, that the money that he was gaining working a normal job meant that he could deal with a lot of the financial issues his family were having. No doubt, when he applied for that job and probably put a lot of prayer into it, and when he got told no, he was probably absolutely gutted. But God had something better in mind for him, something that was more meaningful. Anybody that's worked for a Christian organization will know that the wages are notoriously poor and notoriously unpredictable. No is a valid answer sometimes. I would also like to say that just because we haven't seen the result that we looked for doesn't mean that nothing is happening. Can I have a show of hands? Who's read the book Run, Baby, Run by Nicky Cruz? A couple of people have read it. It's worth, if you can get your hands on a copy, it's worth reading. Nicky Cruz was born in Puerto Rico. Um, his parents were spiritualists. As a teenager, he got sent to New York. And while he was involved in New York, he got involved with the gangs in New York in the late 60s, I believe. Um, and he rose to become the head of a gang called the Malmas, which at the time was the most violent and notorious gang in New York. He then had this encounter with a gentleman by the name of David Wilkinson, Wilkinson, who was a preacher from down south in the States. And as a result of that, he became a Christian. What Nicky found out later on in life was he had a grandmother back home in Puerto Rico praying for him ever since he was born. I wonder how she felt about God answering her prayers when she heard accounts of Nikki becoming leader of one of the most notorious violent gangs in New York. Just because we pray doesn't mean nothing is happening. Just because we don't see the results that we want doesn't mean nothing is happening. Because sometimes prayer is cumulative. You know, you've probably heard me mention it before, but there is that wonderful story in the Gospels of the little old lady that goes to the judge, and she keeps badgering the judge. Jesus is using this as an example, as a parable of prayer. She keeps badgering the judge until he is so sick and tired that he gives in and gives her what she wants. Sometimes we'll we'll, we'll fire up something called an arrow prayer. Lord, I need this now. We'll pray it once and we'll expect it to happen. And sometimes they do. But the vast majority of time, if we want those prayers to work, we need to be praying constantly and expectantly. Because this is going to be a really silly, silly analogy, but I think it works. Sometimes prayer is a bit like children trying to fill up a pond with stones. They all stand round and they throw one stone in the pond. Doesn't look like anything's happened, does it? Doesn't look like one stone's not going to make a big difference to the pond. Except that it's raised the level of the water by the volume of the stone. Now, for those of you who are physics teachers amongst you, you'll know what I mean. But it won't look very different. One stone's not going to make a difference. But as they continue to throw stones into the water, eventually, eventually, they'll start to see the pile of stones build up under the level of the water. And eventually, they will fill in that pond. Now, imagine if every person they knew came and threw a stone in the pond. Every person who walked by threw a stone in the pond how quickly would that pond be filled? Somehow, sometimes, that's how prayer works. It's cumulative. It builds up over time. I come back to the point that I made earlier. Prayer is the basis of all we do. As I said... Prayer is a step of faith that God will do something, that God will work with us even though we don't see the results. So my question to you today is, will you join together to pray for each other? Will you join together to pray for this church? Will you join together to pray for our community? Will you join together in worship of God? Because whether we see it or not, it will make a difference. Amen.